Welcome to Man Shopping with Stacy, where I share my relatable, raw dating and life experiences for your amusement and inspiration. I'm your host, Stacy Weimer, and you're listening to episode 44 Hook, Line, and Sinker. In this episode, I am going to explore the topic of catfishing. Hiding who you really are to hook someone into a relationship with the motivation of revenge or loneliness, curiosity, or boredom. Going to talk about the timely show on Netflix called The Tinder Swindler. And then I'm going to share two examples of how my own identity has been misused online. Along the way, I will be sharing tips and advice on how you can protect yourself from these catfishing situations if you are online dating or have social media accounts of any kind. I'm going to bet a bunch of you have watched The Tinder Swindler on Netflix because they're reporting that 50 million people have watched that series where the man who went by Simon Levive swindled a few women into giving him hundreds of thousands of dollars. How does someone do such a thing? Well, as I've thought through it, I believe that the first tactic used is this sense of allure, right? Like he's this mysterious man dressed in designer clothes, posed in photos in private jets, at fancy restaurants, at big festivals. He looks important online. He looks wealthy, And right away, he lets all of these women know that he's the heir, right, to the king of diamonds. So that's pretty intriguing. I mean, one can get over some character flaws and such if they think that they're dating a man with billions of dollars. But really, as I listened to the women who were interviewed, he didn't display a lot of character flaws. They found him to be funny and intelligent and charming, and he used all of the gifts to charm them. He earned their trust. He talked to them in adoring ways. He gave them compliments. He was romantic. He was attentive. He was sweet. He did everything up front to prove himself, to prove that he was trustworthy. He spent money on them. He took them places. He showcased his wealth. And then He told them that he loved them and that he wanted a future with them. How many of us are longing to be wined, dined, and romanced and treated adoringly and promised a beautiful future? That's what he did. It's not like I initially thought that these women were just so freaking naive. Like how desperate were they to fall for this guy? No, it started to add up and make a little bit of sense to me. I mean, that is like until it didn't, right? Because when the tide turned and he felt as though he had them hook, line, and sinker reeled in, that's when he became a desperate man. 
That's when he used the trust that he had developed up front and the love that these women felt for him. And he made it appear as though he was in trouble. He needed to be rescued. I mean, he's pretty smart to pick some women who were financially in a place where they had the means to help him. And they cared and they wanted to rescue him. Um, he had done a lot of nice, grandiose, big gestures, you know, spent money on them. They thought he was good for it. So they went to great lengths like taking out loans and dipping into their own savings to help him um, when they thought it was just a temporary, you know, loan, right? Well, I got to say, I don't think <laughs> that I'm capable of falling for such a thing. And there is no way I would risk financially bailing someone out. There's just no way. His swindling was just like at an obscene level. Obscene. But he was big time. I mean, he's a big time con man. This is how he has survived like his 30s, I'm pretty sure. He would use one woman after another. He would use, you know, woman number one's money on woman number two and just repeat, reuse, recycle and keep going. He had photo documented evidence of his bodyguard being beat up, you know, pictures of this man, videos of blood seeping from this man's forehead to corroborate his stories. He, it was well done. It was just very, very well done on just a very big level. Now, most of us, let's hope to God, would never encounter someone like him, Mr. Big Time, right? Um not that it couldn't happen, but I think he is, uh, you know, just a very rare gem. I think he is few and far between to have this whole, you know, Netflix documentary uh, created off of off of his schemes online. You know, as I researched and read and talked to people, as I was preparing for this podcast episode, I realized that the psychology and the tactics used by dishonest people who are trying to manipulate others, yeah, they're they're all pretty textbook, pretty much the same. So I'm going to keep going and I'm going to share a couple more stories that hit a little closer to home. They hit close to home because my photos were used. On two separate occasions, I have been contacted online by people who were catfished by someone else using my photos and my information to manipulate them. The first time this was brought to my attention, I received a message from a woman on Facebook and she says, hi, Stacy. I need to tell you something important. And after reading a little about what you do, I should most definitely tell you. Someone used your beautiful pictures to catfish me, and I just did a reverse image search, and it's definitely your pictures. So sad because I'm also going through a divorce and a life change and was misled by someone who was using your pictures. Just thought you would want to know. Not sure what you can do. 
So I did my due diligence. I felt so bad for this woman. And I said to her, I'm so sorry that this happened to you, especially at a time when you're healing and vulnerable. Thank you for letting me know. Can you please let me know what app this was on? Did you report the account? If not, do you have the screenshots of the profile? And then I told her, because this is not the first time I had heard of this happening, that I had had a male friend report a fake account with my pictures um, on Hinge previously. And she said to me, hi, Stacy. so here's what I know. I was on the app Zoe. She or he or whoever it was found me when I was in Oregon about a month ago. They said that they lived in Prineville and she called herself Donna. She said she is a freelance photographer. Within the month, I chatted with her and she had a contract for a photo shoot in New York and then in Istanbul and everything seemed legit. But as soon as we matched, she removed her profile. Okay, so I'm going to pause for a minute and I'm going to tell you this is tip number two. Tip number one is the alluring part, right? (laughs) Like... um that I talked about like with the Tinder swindler or perhaps um, this woman was, you know, uh, with my photos and being told that I had some fancy job in New York City and Istanbul and I'm a photographer. That's pretty alluring. That's a little out of the the ordinary, right? Um, But the point that I want to make right now is that this, I've heard this many, many times over, is that they un- or they, right after matching on a dating site, they remove their profile. They they go away. So that's something to watch for, especially if your gut is telling you that something is off. Um, okay, so I'm gonna keep going. So this woman goes on to say, I was 24 when I met my husband and have been with him for 25 years. So I was married the entire time dating apps have been around. I have no idea what I'm doing, so I don't know any warning signs. I guess that might have been one, meaning that this woman disappeared off the app. She says, I feel so dumb. If I think of anything else that will help, I'll holler. She says, I got kind of dramatic and mad and deleted this stupid text stream. Most of the pictures she sent are right on my man shopping with Stacy website. So she says, I, you know, that she wished that she um, could have kept them. So we went on to chat and make nice. And, and it was a little, a little friendship develop um, online there with her. But Um, Just incredibly sad because that's another common theme. I think that this tends to happen as, as it just makes common sense to people who are new to dating apps. Okay, so my messages from um, a more recent instance are from a man who lives in North Carolina and he messaged me on both Instagram and on LinkedIn where he found me. Um, So I'm kind of going to go back and forth reading these messages to you now. So he says that, you know, my photos are being used by a catfish. He says, I spent the last two weeks texting with someone who used your pics. The crazy thing is that this person called herself Stacy with a Y instead of an IE. Weimer, same last name, spelled exactly the same in a profile from Raleigh, North Carolina. He says, I even Googled the name early on and found you in the results, but did not even realize that you looked the same as in this lady's photos. And then he puts some embarrassed emojis on there. He said, I suspected her from early on because 
our phone call was on Google Voice. Okay, there's there's another tip for you. That's weird, people. It's weird to use Google Voice. Um, how about just a real phone? These people use burners and they use weird numbers and they'll ask you to use WhatsApp and other stuff. Uh, don't do it. That's my advice. Um, he also says that there were significant delays when he would talk versus when she would actually hear him. And there were many other red flags. She sent me your photos and I spent all afternoon one day trying to find if there was a business called the Tulsa in Raleigh because she had sent him a white a photo of me in a white dress and he could see the word Tulsa behind it. Uh, backstory, I was in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So, so um, this woman had told him that she was an event planner. She also had just a really fun, <laughs> unusual kind, not that that's that unusual, but kind of um, job. And so um, that's how she explained so many photos like where... Uh, that my photos where I was so dressed up um, often. So he says, you know, that he chatted with this lady for a couple of weeks and he was supposed to meet her for drinks. And as he suspected, she canceled three hours before they were to meet. Um, so I basically gave this guy my cell phone number um, and I called him and we talked through this. And the biggest theme that I took away from my conversation with him was that he really, he really wanted this woman to be legit. He admitted to me over the phone that he was still getting over his crush on me or the image of me, the idea of me, I should say. And I think that that is what led him to just want to believe, even though there were so many obvious signs that this was absolutely, you know, fabricated. So he said that um, eventually she was sending photos as they were texting and she she was pretty savvy. She would say things like, oh, I just visited my one of my girlfriends and she just, you know, had a baby a few months ago and then she texted a photo of me holding my cousin's child. <laughs> but I mean, you can see how that would be somewhat believable, maybe get you, you know, kind of questioning your own intuition because it was so timely and made sense. Um, she was intelligent. She was fun to talk to. She had an accent and she said that she was from South Africa, which made sense to him um, based on my appearance that 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 could add up, right? And so eventually she sent a photo that he was able to do a reverse lookup on Google with and it popped and he he found my website as well. So that's also a good lesson for me because I have such a public profile on Instagram and I'm not discriminatory on my Facebook account either. So I have, you know, like 800 some odd, probably more than that photos for people to um, use in these ways. But it appears as though only the ones that are on my website actually lead back to me online. So... Um, interesting. And I'll tell you that this man also brand new to online dating. He's still separated. He went on the free app, Plenty of Fish. And that's where this happened. 
he got off. Oh, he did also tell me that this woman um, was always online. So apparently on Plenty of Fish, you can tell when when other people that you have matched with are active. And so that kind of got him thinking more than once that whenever he would rarely, you know, pull the app up... Um, before she disappeared from the app, um, she was active every time. And so that kind of made him question her as well. And then sure enough, like once they made a plan for a date, she um, deleted her account. And so it was the night after she canceled on him at the last minute that he stayed up all night, you know, um, trying to figure out (laughs) who she really was. Um, And then he did. And he called her out on it. And would you believe that they continued to chat? Not even kidding. She told him that she was from Nigeria. She told him her real first name. And then they talked about her swindler strategy, if you will. In conversation with her, she said, essentially, well, I'm going to read to you what what, uh, she said. She said that the angle that she would use to manipulate would be would be dependent on the type of person that she gauged the man to be. She said, if you're very ambitious, someone that is open to new or better ways of making money, then the approach would be crypto. And that means, and he told me that he did remember in an early conversation with her, she said that she dabbled in crypto. She didn't ask him for anything. It was just subtly inserted into conversation, but it did kind of raise a flag with him. So essentially, that's one of the ways that this woman makes money. She um, earns the trust of someone. And then she says, you know, I invest in crypto. I'm making money hand over fist, you know, transfer me some money to this account account or Venmo or whatever, and I will help, you know, double your money or whatever. So that's one of the ways because I'm I as I was talking to this man, I'm like, I just don't understand what people get out of this. Like, is it boredom? Is it is it that they're, you know, pissed off at the world and they they want to hurt people? I, I just I couldn't imagine that there's much money in this. But maybe that's me being naive. Maybe, maybe these, they are able to convince people to send them money. So then she goes on to say, if you're a pervert, then the approach would be to keep you excited and ask for things like gifts and all of that. Now, we all know that's common. That's really common. And I have spoken with people, I'm not even kidding, that will, that have admitted to me that they have sent like photos of their feet to men, right? I mean, this this is real and they really do get paid for it. Um, it's like the OnlyFans stuff, right? Sexual favors, whatever. So there's that. Um, and then she said, if you're a lover boy, then the approach would be to give you attention, keep you happy and engaged. And then when I need things, I would ask you for favors. So, you know, I think that also plays into just lonely people, lonely people who might be content with just having an online love affair. Um, I've seen stuff like that on like freaking Dr. Phil, where for years people will have this long distance, you know, relationship, quasi relationship, feeling as though it is very, very real. But, you know, someone on the other end is uh, getting a lot more out of it than the other, right? 
One of the things also that I've learned is oftentimes as victims are questioning their gut, wondering if this is too good to be true. And we all know if it feels too good to be true, it probably is. Um, This idea that they didn't want to piss the other person off by asking for more proof or by asking for more information about them. And this is a big big mistake. So I've talked about this a lot in other episodes and definitely on my safety episode. Um, It's really important when we meet people online to find out their full name. There is no good reason why someone would not give you their full real name very early on in chatting. Unless, let's see, unless they're married, unless they're a criminal, unless they're lying about who they are. So ask and then do your due diligence. This is what I talked about also on the safety episode. Google them, go to their, you know, ask them where they work, go to their company website, see if you can find them, go to LinkedIn. And yes, I'm fully aware if you don't pay for a LinkedIn account, they will know that you're stalking them on LinkedIn. Hey, guess what? If they like you, they won't care. They won't care at all. They'll be flattered. I've been flattered more than once when I can tell that a man has searched for me. I'm like, hey, he's thinking about me. He's looking me up. That's good. That's a good thing. Only people who have things to hide or are being dishonest don't want you to look them up. Now, understanding not everyone is big on social media, not everyone is as freaking transparent as I am. It, you know, it, I don't think it's necessarily a red flag if you can't find someone on Facebook or on Instagram, but you're going to find them somewhere. You, I mean, you can find people's home addresses just by Googling in the white pages. You can find their occupation just by looking on LinkedIn. And these Google search results on images, they can be hit or miss. But here's a deal. This guy that I talked about that was catfished by the woman using my photos, he thought about asking her to send him a selfie. Okay, he didn't because he felt like maybe that would be rude or it would piss her off. And his idea was like, hey, will you send me a selfie with like, hold up your first finger? You know what I mean? Like what they do to verify your photos on dating apps, but he didn't do it. Okay, so obviously if the dating app that you are on has an option to own only view people with verified photos, um, that's wise. How about exclude anyone that isn't verified and never be afraid to ask someone to prove their identity to you. Anyone who's been around the block for a minute knows that this stuff happens. And if they're legit, they won't mind. They won't mind. Another tip um, that came up in conversation between this man and I, you know, if someone's not willing to video chat to, to FaceTime with you or Zoom or whatever, if you don't live in the same city, or even if you want to do that before you meet them within the same city, that's a flag. I mean, I know that it's not everybody's thing and it can make people nervous and maybe they hate doing it or whatever, but I don't care. If they're interested in you and they are real, they will absolutely FaceTime with you or video chat or whatever. 
Um, I hope that these tips have helped. This is a really, really common thing. And this guy, you know, he admitted that he was having fun texting with her. He liked the attention. He liked the idea that it was me on the other end of the phone. And quite frankly, he continued to talk to her, you guys, after he found out she was from Nigeria. So, I mean... This is another clue that, you know, this is a vulnerable person at a, at a vulnerable time in his life. And maybe that's not the best time to be on dating apps. Just going just gonna to throw that out there. You know, while I've been trying to grow my Instagram account um, so that I can spread my message of optimism and happiness and the fun parts about being single, um, I get fake accounts made with my photos all the time time. And it's so frustrating and annoying. And some of them will actually end up with hundreds of followers. You know, my face with the name like Holly is real common for some reason. Um, I've been called Mary um, Alice. Uh, I've seen a lot of profiles with my photos with the name Alice below it. I'm always like, who are these bored ass people who are sitting around you know, taking the time to copy my photos, make up shit. And what are they getting out of it? Because, hey, guess what, people? I'm over here writing a book. I'm over here putting out a podcast. I'm spending money, (laughs) my own money, to uh, produce this podcast. And yet there are like little boys in, you know, India making money, fooling people into sending them, you know, cash app for whatever they're offering fake on on under the guise of being me what the hell i'm doing it all wrong yeah i mean i'm totally doing it wrong cuz i'm not making money <laughs> it is me these are my my gifts and my skills and i'm not making money over here no i'm kidding but that is the truth i i really just don't get it i i i mean what my point really is is they have to be getting something out of it it's working on some level or they probably wouldn't be wasting their time copying my images and such. Don't be a victim. Don't be a victim. Okay, so I hope that you uh, took away a few little tips and tricks of how to not get swindled and taken hook, line, and sinker on dating apps or on your social media. And I guess my very last message and plea with all of you, if you ever have a fake account made of you or if you recognize someone else's images being used inappropriately on a dating app or on social media, for the love of God, report those people. It only takes a second and then notify. If you know the person whose images are being used, notify them. And a big fat thank you to all of you who have taken the time to message me, um, especially on Instagram, whenever you have been approached. Because oddly enough, they go after my own followers most of the time. Um, So watch yourselves and thank you. Thank you for looking out for me too. And then just to wrap up, I'm going to go ahead and do like a pre-announcement here that Man Shopping with Stacy is going on spring break. <laughs> I'm going to take um, take a little break, a little rest uh, from the podcast. And I will announce um, when that is going to be for sure on Instagram, maybe on here. And then I will most definitely announce when... <gasps> 
Season two is going to launch. So thank you all so very, very much for listening. Please do continue to spread the word about the podcast and my Instagram as I am really, really trying to grow and do good things and build a community of happy single people. I just appreciate you all so very, very much. I'm hoping that the spring break gives you all an opportunity to catch up on episodes. I feel like the pace of an episode each week is a lot. It's a lot for me to keep up with. And um, I can tell by my downloads that older episodes are, are still getting a lot of downloads, which shows me that a lot of people are behind. So um, please forgive my absence. Um, but I know that you guys understand and, and I'll be back refreshed and better than ever. And please keep your ideas coming. I need your feedback and your show ideas. And I appreciate you all so much.